So guys, here we are with Richie Boogie Bad Martinez. How we doing, my friend? How you finding um quarantine and lockdown and stuff? I mean, it's getting better. You know, what I'm saying like at first it was really hard to deal with um lack of training, lack of everything. You know, what I'm saying like of of life. You know, living your regular life day to day. It kind of um when you get a wrench like that thrown into your life, it switches everything. You know, and um especially having a gym and whatnot. You know, I'm saying it was really hard for for some of my students and stuff. But you know, good thing that things are getting a little bit better, a little bit brighter out here. You know, and um we're able to do a little bit more sessions, you know what I'm saying? Um, um, live a little bit more of a normal life. Like for the first time on Friday, I was able to eat inside a restaurant, which was crazy to me, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's been getting better. So we're about to see you now, like in the, in the States, because I just know sort of America is just being America and like California's over there in New York and that's America for me. <laughs> it, like it's literally like, so, so, so California, California is, well, the whole United States is like the Wild West because you have Texas and Florida. It's like you can do whatever you want. Everything's good to go. And um, in different places like Alabama as well. And then you have places like New York. It's like you're still in lockdown. You can't go out. You know what I'm saying? And then you have places like California that's getting slowly better. And, like, you're able to do certain things. But you have to wear a face mask or you you have to. Um, the, the, the stores are still not open to go inside. But you get, like, curbside. So, so things are opening up. You, you go to the beach, but you can't sit at the beach. You have to walk through. Like, so that's kind of weird. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, little weird rules and stuff. So, but like I said, things are getting better. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's when you start, start seeing things open up a little bit more and stuff, it gives you a little bit of hope, you know? So that's where we're at now. Like, we're like, everything's looking like it's going to get better, but you never know. It might be today, t- today is Friday, Monday. You might be like, everybody's on lockdown again. And you're just like, what the f- is going on? You know, but well, that's it. You got to really live it sort of day by day kind of thing. So seriously, so let's go back to the start. So what I really want to sort of get into is your background. So make sure I hope I've got this the right way around. So was your background like breakdancing and that kind of stuff? Yeah, man. Like, so I've been breakdancing for about 20 years of my life. You know, um, I grew up dancing that that was my that was the first basically like the first chapter of my real life you know like like I was traveling the world dancing um competing all over the place and um you know did very very well in the competition scene with break dancing and um you know um yeah I did that for 20 years I, I still do I still dance you know what I'm saying I still that's part of me it's one of those things it's like when people say like Oh yeah, you're doing jujitsu till till I die. Basically, it's basically the same thing with dancing. Um, they're just a different version of, of, of my dance career now. Like you know, I was a really heavy competitor, and now I don't compete at all. I do it, and I go to competitions, meaning like go to events and, and still support the community, like the dance community and stuff like that. The the the, the biggest difference is that I just don't compete anymore. Um, I don't feel. I feel the new generations coming up and, and, you know, they get to have all the love. Like my, I still have a dance crew and my dance crew still competes. And, um, we have a, a lot of up and coming guys and stuff like that. And, um, those are the guys that kind of like are, are paving the way now, you know? So I kind of like let the, basically like clear the road out for, for they, them to be able to compete and stuff. But yeah, I still do it. I still, I still dance. I still have fun doing it. You know, it's still, it's still my passion, my number one passion. And, um, you know, alongside jujitsu, of course, and um, 
but yeah, man, that, that was my, my, the first chapter of my real life and stuff, you know, like being able to travel the world with my brother and, and my, and my dance crew. Um, and, um, yeah, man, I, I have so much fun doing it. And, um, you know, I, I had such great memories doing dancing. So it, that I feel that that the reason, cause I got good at jujitsu was cause of my dancing, you know, like, I feel like it transferred very well. And I feel that, um, without dancing, I wouldn't have been where I'm at in jujitsu. So cool, I love it. And with this, I sort of get into it, was the way, obviously, having such a dynamic style in jiu-jitsu and having, you know, that dynamic breakdancing, I was curious how you learned jiu-jitsu and the way you learned breakdancing. Like how, so, so you, you know, the, the tenth planet warm-ups, for example, it's all like a big, long stage of warm-ups and some sort of flow. Is that similar for to sure. the way you learn how to um, do different sort of dancing or is it like a more piece-by-piece piece kind of stuff? How do you learn... You know, you know, da dancing is, is really big on originality. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's like um, when, when the warm-ups came up and stuff like that, um, ten plan and stuff. Um, it's really like copy and paste type of scenario. You know what I'm saying? Like every every jujitsu, you know, the teacher move, you repeat it, you do the move over and over and over, which is kind of similar um, to break dancing, which meaning like you do the thing over and over and over. The only biggest difference is is you have to create it from nothing. You know what I'm saying? There's certain moves that are pretty universal, but <clears throat> for the most part, even those universal moves, you have to create it to make it your own. <clears throat> so the biggest difference is, is well, the, the, the biggest similarity is repeating the move over and over, just like anything, like a punch, like anything that you want to get good at, you have to constantly keep on repeating and keep on pushing that same move over and over and over to be perfected. <clears throat> the biggest difference with breakdancing is that you have to, kind of created out of your own. You have to make it your own. You have to make it look like you. And I feel that it kind of, we kind of try to set that same scenarios for jujitsu. So we kind of try to, even though you have an arm bar or omoplata or something, it's a Japanese necktie, whatever it is, we try to kind of make our own little flair with it. You know, just kind of like make it our own, try to make it like our individual move instead of just kind of like copy and paste it exactly alike. <clears throat> which is which is naturally the thing to do, but it just our creative mind didn't let us do that. You know what I'm saying? So we kind of have like a little extra burst of energy or a little extra burst of a, like flair, you know? A hundred percent. And again, it's so important to try and appreciate the art in itself, and then being able to go from there after building that foundation to make it your own. But with your yes, journey in itself, how did it begin? Because the way Eddie always describes it, it makes me laugh. It sounds like you and um, Gio were sort of just spinning on your heads and he was like, hey, come here, did you just... <laughs> I found these guys doing breakdancing. But what was the actual... <laughs> That's basically it. <laughs> no, so so <clears throat> me and Gio um, um, started at a school called Tense Plana Vista, um, which was uh, in, in, in North San Diego, which we're, we're, we're originally from. And um, basically what happened was um, we, we had a couple of friends that, you know, they all knew we were like MMA fans. We, we were always big on MMA um, and martial arts in general, you know, dancing. We always take it as like the street dance that, that's like really similar to, 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 to martial arts, you know, like <clears throat> all dancers consider themselves martial artists, but just like street martial artists, you know what I'm saying? It, it just, it, it, it's, it's like a, the, the kind of like capoeira in a sense, you know what I'm saying? But, but it's, it's just a street form of it, you know, saying there's, it's really original and really artistic. So we always kind of grew up like, you know, like, 
like MMA and, and, and like look watching MMA and like really believing and like the whole philosophy of Bruce Lee and um you know like like all our friends knew that and um we had a, a friend that we knew named Brandon and he um he had a couple of friends that were gonna start this jujitsu gym but they wanted it to be a jujitsu gym slash studio and which was a tenth planet which was Tenth Planet Vista and um so they asked us if we wanted to to go teach break dancing at this jujitsu school because it was going to be a, a jujitsu slash dance studio because of the son because the guy's son really liked dancing so he wanted to kind of create an atmosphere that his son would be able to go and hang out that way they could kind of bond a little bit more so um they asked me and geo to to if we wanted to teach dancing class because they wanted like a like a a real uh powerful core kind of like dance, you know, and, and, and break dancing what was exactly that. And um, you know, before we knew it, the 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 owner of the gym is like, yo, you know, you guys could actually like teach or like um practice for free. Like, you know, you guys are are, are welcome. You guys are instructors. You guys are, are able to and um Gio kinda took it upon himself to to start before I did it. I kinda like was kinda like, eh, I, I'm really into this dance thing and we're doing very well in dancing right now. So I didn't want nothing to throw off my dance career, you know, and um, and um, before I knew it, I, I saw him compete at this one tournament, which was Gracie Nationals. And um, it was probably like two, three months into his or actually it was like four months into his like him training. And I, I went to go support him. He was competing and um, he actually went and he tapped out everybody. But it was like a white and black. Uh, white and blue belt division and um i watched him and i was like oh man this is awesome it, it, it reminds me of a battle in break dancing it reminds me like the same energy the same atmosphere the same feel you know and um i, I kind of like it, it motivated me to jump in class like literally this, this was on a sunday so this competition was on a sunday that monday i was already training for my first class just because it was it, it kind of hyped me up so much you know like it, it was really like exciting for me to watch that i'm like I me mean, naturally I'm a competitor since since I was a little kid, man. Everything me and Joe did was always a competition. So we were always natural competitors and um, you know, watching him compete made me kinda like, it sparked a flame in me, you know. I'm like, man, I wanna do that. I wanna be able to compete like that. Um, so so yeah, that's kinda how I, I, I got into that um jujitsu as well. Oh man, that's so cool. I love it <laughs> so far already. Um, with um your like breakdowns and competitions then what was that mindset like and do you reckon that's sort of transferred over to your jiu-jitsu that kind of i don't know because it's a weird kind of competition where it's that same energy of you know almost like a fight but without the kind of i don't know the pressure of getting any physical harm in that sense like how do you what kind of energy is it like competing in breakdancing you know you know it's really like breakdancing like you have to be really like arrogant to be a dancer you have to be kind of cocky to be a dancer you know what i'm saying you have to feel that you're better than everybody else when you're dancing because that's what you're trying to do you're 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 battling for somebody's approval basically um there there's judges but the criteria is kind of weird it's like 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 it's not like points or it's not like there's the ultimate winner if you tap them out you know what i'm saying it's basically like you have to be so flawless and so so arrogant that the judge likes you. You're like, I like that guy. He has a lot of confidence. And that's how you win. You know what I'm saying? You have to, your moves have to be better. Like I said, you can't mess up. But if it's like a, you don't mess up and he doesn't mess up, it has to come out to character. And your character has to be way more exciting than his. It has to be way more 
like, realistically arrogant. You know what I'm saying? You have to be arrogant. You have to be, like, raw. You have to be in his face. So there's a lot of, like, you have to try to outdo him in every aspect of it. Um, um, you know, and, 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 and realistically, like, like, you have to have the passion for it. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have the passion, if you're just kind of like, hey, like, you're not going to win. You have to be in their faces. So it gets really... Like, like, there's been many times that I've gotten in, in fights in breakdancing. You have to be in their face. You have to be raw. And, and, and there's a lot of emotion. So sometimes they, they, you know, when you're, like, smashing them, basically, like, when you, like, explode and, like, the whole crowd's going wild and you're in their face, like, they get so heated. They just push you and then that creates a fight. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, yeah. it's really emotional, realistically, you know, and, and, and it's kind of... I, I kind of um, say that it's kind of like the same scenario of being like at a, 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 a like an EBI or something like that. That's kind of like the same feel. You're just like so nervous and it's like, 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 like there's so much pressure and there's a lot of people watching. So most people like that's why I feel that we're all like me and Gio, we're actually like really good performers when it comes down to jujitsu. You know, like, like when we're in there, like we know how to perform well. It's just because we've been performing for so many years in big stages, you know what I'm saying? And it's a kind of different crowd, right? Like, like jujitsu is kind of like really mellow, like kind of people watching, unless it's like EBI or something, you know, but you kind of have a couple, like maybe like. 10 people watching you and then 10 people are watching the other match and then like 15 people are watching this match and most people are going to watch the final match but that's if they're even there because their families left so they, they left as well but in, in dancing it's like you go just to watch those battles you know what I'm saying you go and you stay there from the beginning to the end so there's always about like 500 to like a thousand people just watching so it kind of gave us that confidence of being able to compete in front of a, a big crowd so but yeah like the, the the equivalence i would say is like me 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 um battling versus me doing jiu-jitsu would be like a ebi you know what i'm saying like an eddie bravo invitation or like a polaris you know what i'm saying like there's a crowd going and you're just like oh it's just raw you know what i'm saying like 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 and everybody's watching only you like yeah that's kind of the same feel that i would kind of like match it to energy i can feel it the way you say it as well yeah, how, yeah, how, yeah, how yeah. passionate you get with it it's so good <laughs> and when it comes to these kind of i don't know with jiu-jitsu it's always associated with a bit more of the sort of humble guys the guys who don't you know talk smack they kind of just you know have fun and just, you know, just chill for sure for sure but then the energy of being a competitor it's almost the opposite of i'm peacocking i'm here i'm gonna win for sure when it comes to competing in like breakdancing how do you deal with I don't know, making a mistake and then carry on, like working on that kind of mindset, or is it, I don't know, do you not let yourself make any mistakes at all in the first place? No, well, that, that, that's the biggest thing, is like mistakes, uh, they, come, they, come, they come around a lot, you know what I'm saying? So the, the good thing about, about breakdancing is like you try to be original, so you have to play it off like it was part of your move, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like that's the beauty of it, and that's why it's so good to, and so easily to be able to disguise those things, you know what I'm saying? Because you're, you have to be original, and if you mess up, you have to carry on like nothing happened. You can't, you, you, you can't show them like what really happened, you know what I'm saying? Because if you do, they're going to take advantage of it, and, and you, you know what I'm saying? Like you make fun of the other person while they're dancing, like, oh, you fucked up, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to play it off that nobody knows that you messed up. You know you messed up in your head, but, man, it has to be so disguised, and it's like that, that's, the, that's the good part about being being more original because like you can't really tell that i messed up you know what i'm saying like like unless i i actually like fell and you're like oh man like you know what i'm saying like there's times that, that you messed up and like after your round you go bam you like clap and people are like he fucked up 
that's how uh, that's how they're gonna capitalize on on, on your move because they you kind of show little things like you, you show it in your face, you show it in your character. But that, that's the thing about having a good poker face, man. You have to have a good poker face. You have to really try to disguise your messed up. Do you think that transfers to your jujitsu? Like, say if you lose a position or lose a sub, you can keep it as part of you know you smile and be like, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, yeah. It's in my terms. I let go because I wanted to, kind of stuff. A hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? You you really have to you really have to um make it seem like 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 seamlessly. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 I try to make my 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 jujitsu seamless. You know, but at the same time, like like. When, when I don't get a sub that I'm actually going for, like, it does frustrate me, man, you know, especially, like, being under Eddie, like, me and Gio, like, I feel like our generation uh, of Eddie students, we were built to 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 be finishers, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like that's why, like, a lot of people, like, if, if somebody passes my guard, like, it doesn't hurt me as much. Like, like I'm like, I know I'm going to recover and I know I'm going to finish. Like, my main focus is to finish. Like, I'm finishing as much as I can, you know, my, my finishing rate is really high. So that's usually what I look for. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like positioning, like, like, like became second, like my second thing that I cared about. Like my first thing was like, I don't care what happens as long as I get the submission, but I need to get it. You know what I'm saying? Like most of my matches are pretty fast. Like, 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 it's either like, I, I, it's one of those things that's like live by the sword, die by the sword. Like I finish in like drastic, like, 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 form or I get finished, you know, or I, or I mean, I, I lose like an overtime or something like that. But realistically, like, like my whole thing is finish as fast as possible, as hard as possible, the most exciting submission as possible. You know, it's like, I, I feel that that's kind of like one of those things. Um, Eddie was kind of building us up for, for, for EBIs, you know, saying like me and Gio were, were, were both finalists at EBI one, you know, what I'm saying like, I felt that we were kind of like catered for that. You know, saying I, I feel that Eddie Bravo kind of had a vision for what he wanted us to do, and um, so yeah, it's kind of always been the mindset, just kind of like killed or be killed. You know, you better finish them, you better finish them. It's never been like, oh, we'll wait for the for for, for we'll, we'll control the position till it ends. It's like it's never like that. Like even now, like 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 I'll have students and they're like, they're like, 15 seconds left. They're in a good position. They're winning by points. I'm like. Keep on trying to finish. Like, there is no time that we're not trying to finish. It's like finishing from beginning to end. Like, even if you're winning by a long, like, 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 you don't want to make a mistake. It's like, I don't care. Make the mistake, but you better try to finish. You know what I'm saying? So it's always kind of that mindset, I guess I would say. In regards of when you come up short, how do you find that in the whole process of being, you know, not just Richie Martinez being Boogeyman, being, you know, Eddie Bravo Black, but being, you know, there's another this kind of image is kind of tight it's kind of you know obviously like peacocking from the breakdancing days but still like you know how do you deal with the humility humi uh, the humility side of it all how do you deal with that yeah yeah like, like for me I'm a, I'm a really sore loser like I'll say that straight I've always said that I'm a sore loser I hate losing I've always hated losing I, that's that's like my biggest like thing for me like I'm like I can't lose I hate losing it, it's it really bothers me to lose just because I train so hard, man. You know what I'm saying? But I know that every guy has a bad day. I know that every guy has a good day, you know? And it's like, sometimes your best day might be my worst day, man. And it's like, it just kind of like, it plays its part like that, you know? Like, like for, for me, I'm one of those guys. It's like, if I, if I have a tournament and I'm like, like I'm not going to pull out. Like, I don't care if I'm sick. I don't care. Like, like no matter what this, I'm throwing up in the back. I'm still competing, man. Like, 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 like I, I hate to pull out more than I hate 
anything out of it. It's like, it's like, it's my image, but my image is going to, like, if I tell you I'm going to do something, like, you have my word that I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? One way or another, we'll figure it out. Even like today, you know what I'm saying? We have to reschedule. my, we have to do it. Like, I, there is going to be a way. I don't care if I'm driving and I'm, and I'm doing this. Like, I'm going to find a way and I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things, man. But, you know, for, for me, like losing, like, it's part of the game. You have to understand how to lose. Like, as much as it sucks, like, you have to understand, man. It's a, it's, it's a, we, 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 we do a sport that's a 50, 50% chance of everything. You know what I'm saying? So it's like 50% chance you're going to lose, 50% chance that, that you're going to get injured. 50% chance that you're going to win. So we have to accept that. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow, but realistically, like at the end of the day, no matter how frustrated I am, I know that it's part of the game and I know that it's going to happen sometimes. And, 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 you know, there's guys that I've lost that I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I should have won that. You know what I'm saying? It's just my bad day. There's some guys that I should lose to that I'm like, how the fuck did I win that? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it goes back and forward. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, I understand that it's part of the process and part of the game. But at the end of the day, man, I'm a sore loser. And I hate when it's my bad day. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I hate losing anything, you know? So so I, I play a lot of video games and stuff. And I'm like, I hate losing that. I'm like, ah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like throw my controller. I'm like, I can't do this shit right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but it's understandable. Like, like, like for me nowadays, like at first, I really had a hard trouble um losing especially like from like blue like like as a white belt i lost every match i never won a match as a white belt like i almost quit like going into like my blue belt like i i i, I felt i sucked i'm like man i do so well in in the class like i do so well in, in class and then when i go compete like i suck like this is not but then i feel that that was kind of like a learning lesson because from blue belt to like late brown belt I didn't lose a match. I never lost. Like I, I won. Like as a blue belt, I won all my matches. As a purple belt, I won all my matches. As a brown belt, I lost. I, I won all my matches till the very end, and that was EBI one when I lost to um and, and to Gary Tonin in the finals, um and um, you know for me that was very hard. Like I, I it was kind of like I went through these years of of winning everything, and then it's like now I'm getting to like the black belt level, and I'm like barely understand how to lose you know what i'm saying so i feel i feel that that was the hard part like you know what i'm saying like like if i look back at it like i'm like man i i wish i would have competed in, in different states different countries even like as a purple belt and stuff just so i could kind of have that humbling experience then i wouldn't take it as hard when i became a black belt you know but it's something that was really out of my control and i didn't know that it was going to affect me later on but you know once I started becoming like competing more as a black belt, I started understanding that it's part of the process, you know, and, and having students, you know, my, my students helped me understand that as well, because, you know, I had some stud students that it's like, they, they, they were so awesome, but then sometimes we'll lose as well. So I'm like, man, like they took it hard, but I took it hard about myself as a coach and I had to help them understand it. Losing is part of the game. So, so it kind of became that scenario too, that, that gave me lessons in itself. I mean, there's so much to go into with this. So with <laughs> like transition from losing all summer at white belt to sort of winning a blue belt, what was the competition as a white belt like? Was it a mental thing? Was it an ability thing? How did you feel in that kind of stuff? I, I felt that, that it was mostly like a mental thing. Like like I felt, um, you know, saying like, like for me, like it became like when I got my blue belt, it gave me kind of like, like, like at first I was like as a white belt, maybe like I believed it's like, okay, well, nobody really cares if I'm losing, like, you know what I'm saying, like, only myself, you know, but when somebody gave me a blue belt, I felt like, 
man, somebody believes in me. So it's like, it kind of gave me a little bit more pressure to like do better and believe in myself a little bit more because I'm like, how come this person believes in me so much? And it's like, I don't believe in myself to, to be able to win these matches. You know, like I know my skills good for that level, you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, man, like, like, uh, how do you have that much lack of, of believing in yourself? And I feel that the reason why it was because it's like I come from a, a place that I'm like already at the top level. And then I come from and then I start this new thing that I'm at the lowest level. So my confidence dropped majorly. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, like I have to start from the beginning now. And I'm like, man, in, in this in dancing, I'm like all the way at the top. Like how how do I have start? Like I didn't know how to start all over just because I was I was already at the top. So it's like, how do you start at the bottom again? You know what I'm saying? So that was a lesson in itself, you know what I'm saying? But I feel that once I got my blue belt, like, oh, somebody gave me a blue belt, like, they kind of showed me they believed in me. So I'm like, man, this person believes in me so much. How, how can I let them down? Like, I need to, like, like boost my energy up, my confidence up, you know what I'm saying? Because you can't, like, it, there's, a, there's, a, there's a thing that's like, it's like, maybe, okay, maybe you don't believe in yourself so much, but now somebody believes in you. Like, come on, like, pick it up, get it together, you know? And I, and I feel that that kind of gave me kind of like a mental confidence. Do you think you had sort of pressure on yourself seeing how Gio <clears throat> performed and how much success he was having? Did you feel almost pressure to try and live up to that standard? I, 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 I kind of, not in itself, like I kind of, it, it was more for myself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, like, I'm like, man, like, 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 I kind of put too much pressure on myself that I'm like, you're going to do good. You're going to do good. And it was like, you don't really know nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 honestly, like, like, I, I got my, my blue belt pretty fast, man. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I never got finished as a white belt, like, but I was always losing by points and stuff like that. But I was like, man, like, like, like my first tournament in jujitsu was a month into like, like into doing jujitsu. I just wanted it, you know. I was like, "Fuck, I gotta jump in there," not knowing nothing, man. Like, like I didn't. I, I was hugging people's faces, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's just really like, like, like spazzy. Just kind of like, like just had a lot of heart, you know what I'm saying? Just wanted to compete, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, like I got my 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 blue belt pretty fast. I got my blue belt in about five and a half months. So. I competed like about six times in, in that in, in that time, you know what I'm saying? Six or seven times and um, you know, lost seven times, you know, and that kinda like like it made me almost want to quit, you know, like 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 I really like I really contemplated like I'm like, ah, this is not for me. Maybe I should try to do some kickboxing, maybe do something else. And um, but man, I, I'm really glad I stuck to it, of course. You know, like it definitely changed my life to 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 live a life that I never thought I could live um by doing jujitsu. I mean, that kind of transition has been pretty heavy, though, like going from being the best to sort of not knowing where you're at, to having this heart and this energy and not getting yeah. the results and that kind of frustration. And regards of your training and everything for it, how how much time were you doing jujitsu versus breakdancing? What was the split? You, you know, like, like, so I had a full-time job, like, you, you know, um, when I was coming up and stuff like that, but I was doing, like, I was dancing, like, two, three times, or two, three hours a day, and then um, doing, like, two classes a day of jujitsu, you know, and that was kind of, like, probably, like, five to six hours throughout the day. Um, I usually would go to, like, the fam class, do a, uh, a class, then I would um go to work, you know what I'm saying, and then after work, I would take that afternoon class, and then after after our class, we would have um, a breakdancing practice, which was also like practice slash class. And um, we would practice for like two, three hours every night. 
And just sort of jumping around as well, obviously coming from a very creative background, how did you find the idea of repetition versus being creative every single time? Obviously, you had your routines, you, but like, how did you find? Yeah, it? you know what I mean. You, you know, you you start seeing things as patterns. You know, like 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 I, it became like moves. Like, okay, you have to do this move, this move, this move. But then I'm like, it, 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 I made it easier when I started thinking about jujitsu as patterns instead of moves. You know, or, 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 or and I felt that that was the easy that was that made transitions um, in jujitsu a lot easier. Like I'm like, it, it wasn't necessarily moves or flows. It was like patterns. So that my my mind create was created for jujitsu as a pattern, you know what I'm saying? Which was the thing that we were doing as dancers, you know, like you become you 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 dance to the patterns of, of the music and, and of movement, you know. And um, I feel that that made it easy for when I started thinking of jujitsu as patterns, then things started becoming a lot funner and a lot easier instead of like, oh, this is so repetitive. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like you start seeing patterns and it's like you have then connecting patterns with different patterns, you know what I'm saying? Which is transitions, you know, and um I feel that, that when once I started doing that, like that made my jujitsu just so much better and a lot funner and a lot easier. So so that was when I kind of started clicking, you know what I'm saying? Like 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 instead of like because it, it, it did get a little bit repetitive for me, you know, especially like being so free on the floor, like on the dance floor, like it just, everything's free and you just, sometimes you just go with the flow, you know what I'm saying? So when somebody's teaching me this over and over and over, you're just like, man, this could be boring, you know what I'm saying, eventually. But then I started thinking of, of connections and patterns and I'm like, that's where I, everything started clicking and everything started becoming like the jujitsu that you see now. Now, I've got a bit of a weird question, but I'm curious to see what your answer to this. When it comes to competing, obviously, with them um, in jiu-jitsu instead of breakdancing, how do you find competing without music? Acapella performance kind of thing. So normally you used to sort yeah. of BPM kind of No, thing. no, for sure, for sure, for sure. So so, so, so the main thing, like, like I, I can remember, like, so, so, so a lot of people don't like to listen to music prior of competition they're like well there's no music on uh, on there so i'm not gonna listen to music for me like i like listening to music and kind of like listening to the same song over and over that way it just kind of like gets stuck in my head and then when i'm doing jujitsu i just literally listen to the song that i'm like listening to prior to that so so if, if you ever see me competing i'm always listening to music but it's always the same song over and over for like 20 30 minutes like it's the same song same song and it just gets embedded in my head man and I, I always i always hear some sort of rhythm some sort of beat some sort of like something you know saying the grass you know what I'm saying like like even like and it's not even hard it's just like like really subtle because i could still listen to my coaches but man it's it's something that i've always done i never not listen to music prior and, and there's been times that i'm like i i don't listen to a beat you know what i'm saying but it's like i'm it's so intense you know what i'm saying sometimes it doesn't even matter but for the most part like i do listen to to some sort of rhythm in my head and and, and rhythm to my to, to, like i i try to go to some sort of beat i'm glad i asked that that's quite an interesting answer that sort of processes everything yeah. and like regardless <clears> of <throat> competing like different sort of stages and everything else how do you deal with that pressure of the performance itself as in being in these bigger spotlights in front of people obviously you've been a performer but that was yeah. in your initial comfort zone whereas this is something else <laughs> No, no, it's definitely, it's definitely in my, in my initial comfort zone or whatever, you know, like, like for me, like, like the biggest pressure comes for, 
I, I do a lot of big tournaments and stuff like that, but realistically, it's like, like I get more pressure in trying to perform better for the people around me. You know, like I don't want to let my team down. Like I'm really, I'm really like, like I've said it many times before. Like, like I put my my team on my shoulder, and I'm like, I always take the front line uh, of competing for my team. Like I've never been like the guy on the back. You know, saying like, like I compete as much as possible in the biggest tournaments as possible. Until I, until my students are able to do that, you know, saying. But for for me, for since the day I started, man, I've always tried to carry my team on the back. And I'm carry, but I always try to put them like right behind me, and I'm always fighting forward in front of everybody. You know what I'm saying? So it's always it's always that pressure of like like you have to perform well for the people behind you. You know what I'm saying? That way they feel comfortable enough so they could go forward, you know what I'm saying? So that's always kind of my mentality, man. I've always been good under pressure. I've always, I've always performed good under pressure. So, so if I compete good, it's going to give my team confidence for them to be able to compete well as well, you know? So I've always done that and I've always really believed in that. It is really important leading from the front and setting that example of, you know, I am going to be here. I'm going to be confident. Even if I don't feel it, I'm (laughs) going to at least look at it. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to show up on the day. And like regards of your training and where do you sort of fit in the gym and as such? Do you like being the sort of, I don't know, the coaching kind of side? Do you like just having fun or being a competitor? How do you find, I don't know, your train your training itself? To be honest, I I do a little bit of both. You know what I'm saying? Like there's classes of mine that they, it's like it's all the, like the 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 higher level guys and we're just going. 100% like like no rest you know what I'm saying we're just pushing hard real competitive roles real um competition based scenarios and um but but I also love being a teacher you know what I'm saying like like I feel that there's a transition um in my jiu jitsu that it went from trying to be the best in the world to trying to make my students the best in the world you know and trying to help them reach their goals you know for for me like as, as much as I am a competitor now like my new thing is to be able to um, get my students to the level that they're able to get the same opportunities that I've gotten, you know, and um, I have a couple of students that are competing at the, at the higher level now. And, and, and that's kind of always been my goal for, well, not always, but the, for the past like few years has been my goal, man. Like I, like, I want my students to be able to have the same opportunities and the same kind of like, like, like <clears throat> sponsorships and being able to compete in the same competitions and, hopefully open up a school again and um you know legacy is huge for me you know what i'm saying so so my 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 thing now is building my legacy you know saying like like my students being able to to build off of that and so on and so on you know i have like like two guys i actually have a couple guys you know i have like like um um peter barge that's one of my 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 black belts i have keith kokorium that's one of my brown belts i have elima mcfarland that's one of my brown belts and she's the bellator champion right now you know what i'm saying so i have students like that that that, that are helping me build my legacy. Uh, those are the people right now that, that are that are in the front lines trying to push for that next level. So that's my, my, my pride, you know what I'm saying? And of course I have many others that, that are on the same path as they are as well, you know? And it's like, for, for, for me, that's my new joy. That's my new goal. My new goal is to be able to get those guys the same opportunities that I got in and, and beyond that, you know? So, so that's kind of where my head's at now. But yet, I'm still a competitor. And I'm still grinding in classes with my students the same way they, that, that that I was, you know, saying when I first started. You know, so 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 I still have the same mentality. But now I'm also looking at it as a perspective as a teacher. You know, saying as a instructor. You know, so. That's so important to be able to have that outside perspective of, 
I'm going to be a competitor, but if I'm a competitor, I'm going to be selfish. But if I have yeah, a coach, yeah. I can think and build these guys up, and then I've got training partners. Because otherwise, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that, that's exactly it, you know. So nowadays, it's it's very hard for me to do like a a full on tournament. Like if you see lately, like I've been doing super fights and kind of like those specific matches type of tournaments. It's just it's easier for me being a coach and doing those kind of matches. You know, it just it, it becomes easier because instead of focusing on 16 people i'm only focused on one person you know so so it, 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 it kind of changed the way i the kind of tournaments or competitions that i do now you know and it's like it makes it a lot easier and it it, it just it doesn't give me such a headache to be honest like man i was it, it was so stressful to have like guys getting ready for adcc and i'm getting ready for ebi and you know saying like like it's like we're all trying to train for something different and like and we all have different goals different kind of platforms and i'm like where's my head at you know what i'm saying so so nowadays i'm like oh man you know i'm only doing super fights i'm only doing those type of competitions they did just kind of like <clears throat> one-on-one type of scenarios and um it's been a lot easier this past year you know it's been it's been a lot easier i every once in a while you'll catch me doing a tournament you know what i'm saying because like i said man like when they when they throw something and they, they they put the guys that are competing in that tournament, i'm like how can i say no you know but <laughs> At the end of the day, man, it's it's it, you'll see that rare now. You know, it's more of a rarity that I compete in like full tournaments. It's more like super fights nowadays. What was the turning point in your sort of training in your career that you thought, okay, I'm not just a normal white belt or whatever. I'm going to be actually quite good at this. I'm going to be on the big shows. Like, what was the real moment? You're like, okay. To be honest, like like it it, it was probably like during my purple belt like time. You know, like like I felt really hungry and, and, and I started traveling a little bit more and I was doing very well, you know, and and winning a lot of tournaments that that, that I didn't think I was going to win. <clears throat> and I would win them pretty fast. You know, I was living in, um, I, I was living in, 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 in Southern California, but then moved up to Chicago and, and I was going to like the Northern California and I was just traveling around, you know, tra- trying to compete in um, these different type of tournaments. And, um, you know, I, I, I started, to to do very well very fast like meaning like i was like winning my matches in 30 seconds and i was like man like i'm doing something well <clears throat> and i started you know seeing people like you know i, I was i was a big nerd i was watching people like like john jock and and of course like marcelo like do, do, i'm like man I could do what they're doing, man. You know, saying just different times, but I'm still doing the same things. You know, like like like, so a little bit harder. And um, you know, before I knew it, I was already a black belt. Like it was kind of crazy. You know, like I got I got my black belt fairly fast. You know, along with my brother, got his very fast as well. And um, you know that that Eddie gave like not knowingly, but he kind of gave us a, a, a huge confidence. Like man, like we're black belts, you know what I'm saying? Like we're where we want to be. Like we were, we're able to compete at the high level now. Like, because that's kind of what we wanted all along. It wasn't necessarily like being a black belt. It was more like we want to be able to compete at the highest level. I mean, we're, like I said, we were, we're used to competing at the high level already. So being that we wanted to get there as fast as possible and not meaning black belts. I'm just meaning like skill level to be able to compete against black belts. And um, before we knew it, like we were awarded our black belts and we're like, it's time, you know what I'm saying? Like, like this is, this is our life. We have to stick with it. We have to keep on running with it. And, um, you know, I, I feel that that in itself kind of gave us a confidence to be able to, to compete at the high levels and, and kind of like 
changed our lives to be basically like a jujitsu life. I mean, this is a really interesting way you've described that. Because when it came to you saying about your uh, breakdowns in competition, it was competing against a high level. It wasn't a rank. It was just they are the highest level. That's all you need to care yes. about. But when you went to jiu-jitsu, it wasn't a case of I need to get this belt for whatever reason. It's I want to compete at the highest level. Okay, I need that belt to get there. Okay, I've done that. Now I can do that. It's like, you know, yeah. when you have a game, you've got to do a quest. You've got to get something. For okay, sure. I've got for that. sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly what it was, man. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and it was never like... like like the main thing that we wanted to do is we wanted to be on the big stage, like as easy as as crazy as that sounds. Like I, I don't even care. Like we just wanted to be on a big stage, man. We wanted we we're used to that, and that's basically big stages are home for us. You know what I'm saying? That's where that's where we feel comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like little stages are are, are probably not as exciting for us, so we won't push us hard. We you know what I'm saying? Like so the drive of being able to compete at the highest in the big stages that's what kind of drove us it made us motivated to be able to get there again just because we've been doing it for all our lives that that gave us motivation how did you build up the initial kind of confidence when it came to competing like take us back to baby boogie what was he like when it came to competing was it like all sort of nervous and quite scared did you warm to it naturally how did you find competing you you, you know like like like, like uh, as a dancer it's like it, it's almost like jujitsu like you have to build yourself up you know like you do the 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 local turn uh, tournament and then you go for like kind of like the the kind of like the bigger tournament in your state you know and then you go okay cool man we're, we're doing good you know what i'm saying and then you go to to basically like the the country's big and then you lose and then you have to go backwards again you have to go to the you have to build yourself up you have to do the local tournament again and then you, you know what I'm saying it's kind of like like stages you know like kind of like a video game like you kind of build yourself up and then you lose so you have to start from the beginning again and it, it was that that kind of thing and it's like the more we competed the more we 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 felt confidence it's like there was a time that we were competing in like our local area in north san diego and we're like oh man like this is easy you know what I'm saying so we felt that comp and we're like we'll never lose here so it's like our confidence in the local scene went up boom where are we're, we're unstoppable here like ain't nobody gonna stop us so then you go you go try to do the California state like tournaments. You're like, all right, cool, man. Like this is a big tournament in California. Like, boom, you're hitting it. You're, you're winning. You're like, oh man, California is the best state anyways. And we're winning. So it's like, we're probably pretty good. Like, 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 and then you start getting invited more places. People start noticing you just like super fights. You know, people start noticing you and you're like getting invited to like go to France and you're like, I've never been to France before. I guess I'm, I gotta, I gotta do what So, you know what I'm saying? So you start doing these little tournaments to get ready for that big tournament and it just slowly builds your confidence. And, you know, it, it's the same thing, man. Just different worlds, man. You know what I'm saying? The, the harder thing about it is the judging. The judging is so different. You know what I'm saying? Like the judging, it, it's, it's, there's a criteria in jujitsu. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like in grappling. Where, where, and there is a criteria in, in, in breakdancing and dancing, but it's just different because it's opinions. It's opinionated. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it was almost similar, but I just like him better. He looked better. Like he looked better doing it. His beard was balancing and it looked cool. Like I, he, he's getting my vote. And you're like, really? That that's all it took. You're like, you know what I'm saying? So just it it, it, it kind of gives you a different perspective. You're like, man, like how many times did I really win and actually like ended up losing just because maybe they were friends or maybe I went to a different state or a different country and they danced together. And I'm the visitor, so it's like you know what I'm saying. Like, like it's like it's like they know each other from from day to day basis. So it's like they don't want to go bad on each other. So he might win. So so you start seeing things like that, and it kind of like 
makes you wonder, like, man, like, how good could I have been if I got accepted a little bit more by these guys or, and, and vice versa, you know? I guess it would get so tricky, like, being in an opinion-based kind of thing. Like, it's, it's so frustrating because when it's jujitsu, it's definitive. You tap to my leg lock or whatever, I win. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I don't like the way you did the leg lock, I win. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like that. Exactly like that. But, I mean, you start seeing that in jujitsu a little bit too, you know what I'm saying? You're like, that was a reap. It's like, no, it wasn't. You're like, like, yeah, like, oh, like, come on, guys. <laughs> so, a few things I really want to get into, but burning question is you and Mickey Mouse, Disney, behind you, I can't stop staring at Goofy and the Mickey Mouse and everything else. Like, <laughs> talk to me. Has that always been like a lifelong thing, like the Disney kind of Yeah. Like yeah, so, 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 you know, growing up, like, I lived in Southern California, so, so we would always like once a, like in the summer like my grandpa would take our whole family to go and i always have this like vivid like memory of just being at disneyland like with my family and my brother and my sister and um my grandfather and like my family you know what I'm saying? we would always go like like once a year in the summer and it was like the most exciting thing and it was like my grandpa had this van and we'd all jump in a van and we'd go to disney so it's like it always kind of like we like gave me that childhood memory you know that was super fun and it's like like the funnest time, like that's what we look forward. Like it, it was winter. We're like, oh, can't wait till summer for you go to Disneyland. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it was always kind of like that memory, man. And it's like growing up. Like we didn't grow up like rich or nothing. Like we grew up like actually really, really poor and like a really, really bad ghetto. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, like me and Gio was growing up. Like man, we, we were really into like, like anything that was fun. We we're just like, oh my god, yes, we're going, we're going. We're going. So, 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 so growing up, like, like, like. Like being poor, like we didn't really have a lot of things to look look forward to. But that was one of the things that we really looked forward to. We're like Disney time, hell yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you know, um, growing up, like 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 I didn't really go too much. And then um, me and my wife started go. We got we got my friend, one of my friends named Richard. He actually like um, he's like, hey, I got these free tickets for Disney. He's like, um, I'm gonna go by myself, but I have two extra tickets, and it's for the whole weekend. It's three days. It's for my job, like. You guys want to go and we're like, yeah, let's go. My girl's <laughs> never been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're like, let's go, let's go, cool. And then, um, man, we had such a blast and it gave me such fun memories. And I feel realistically like my girl had so much fun that it, I feel it gave us like a like a extra connection. Like we connected so it was so fun and it's like it, it's kind of like one of those things. It's like when you see everybody smiling, like it's so contagious. You just have to smile back. And that's kind of like the vibe that it gives us when we go there, man. Like, it's like everybody's so happy all the time. And it's just kind of like, how can you even be sad? How can you be mad? Like, no matter what, if you had a bad week at work, dude, you're, you're, it doesn't matter. You're smiling there. You know what I'm saying? Like, like no matter what it is, it's like, it's just so contagious to be happy there. And, um, you know, like, like so, so then we just got season passes and then, um, we made it to ourselves to like go. So sometimes we go and we just like, Go get coffee. This is it's like an hour and a half away. So we go, we get coffee, get a lunch. We don't even ride rides. We just walk around. We're just smiling, having a good time, and then we come back home. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it makes it so easy to just get away for that hour or two, you know, and maybe even spend the whole day there, just like eight hours, just like no care in the world. Just her work. No, for her, she doesn't think about work. For me, I don't think about grappling. I just we just go. We just have a good time and just smiling times, man. 
Well, this is going to be the next <coughs> point about what you do outside of this, but I think you've answered that with walking around Disneyland being the happiest man in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, just that, man. For you know, I, I, I do Sorry. Spend... You go. We we do spend like like me and my girl. We love spending time with our family and stuff, man. Like like I feel I feel that as I got older, like like family became very important to me, even more important. You know, like like I said, I've traveled the world so much that it's like it's like like nowadays I just like to spend time with my family and shit. You know, and like like I said, going to Disney, like whatever I can, just to be around. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 you start taking that stuff for granted. You know, like like um being around your family and stuff like that. So that became very more important to me now than, than, than before, you know, especially like creating such a good bond with my students and stuff. They became my family too. So, so it makes you appreciate your family, your immediate family even more. Regards of being such a sort of creative person, how do you find having a curriculum and a structure for teaching? How do you build that for a class? Meaning, repeat that one more time. Sorry about that. So, so being quite a creative person, how do you find having like a structure in training? Do you have like quite a rigid structure? Do you have like a systematic thing? Is it like a curriculum Eddie helps you out with? How do you then stick with that if you're quite? Uh, a, I don't know. You you have your energy. Do you want to? For sure. See what I mean? For sure. For sure. I I usually mix things up every day. You know, I try to make it exciting for the guys. You know, and for the girls. I I, I try to I try to make it like um you know. Like for me, like the way I teach is like every day is a seminar. I have the same energy as I was teaching a seminar. I, I, because I, I don't want to be able to like travel the world and be like, man, such a fun class, and then go back to my school and then they tell them they're like, oh, he, it was kind of boring. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I have to give that same energy. I want to give the same excitement. You know, like so. So it's kind of like I, I have a, a a good curriculum, but I always try to make it fun. You know, I always try to kind of like include a little bit more excitement you know and and i feel that that makes it easier for me to teach but it also makes it easier for them to learn you know so it's like i try to get creative for sure but but we do have our basis we do have our fundamentals but at the same time man like like if they're not having fun if then i'm not having fun if they're not having a good time then i'm not gonna have a good time either so you have to kind of mix those two things together being creative and fun but at the same time being structured that is a really interesting answer as well because when it comes to building people up and also being true to who you are and also repetition and obviously experiencing at different levels like practicing the basics doing the boring shrimps doing the standard stuff and you get to the funky stuff and then you try and keep yeah, the yeah. same sort of energy it's good that you've got one the enthusiasm of all of it and that i don't know that, it's the energy the energy is what you yeah, want try, you go to try, places where i don't want to do it anymore they should be like okay i do you even of want to course of course of course, seriously, man, and, and that could get boring, you know, saying like, like, like shrimp, doing that stuff, that could get really boring, man, but, you know, at the same time, it's like, it's like, you under, like, you have to put yourself in their shoes as well, you know what I'm saying, like, 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 I think about them, like, 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 if it was my, like, if I was in that class, you know, and, and Eddie Bravo, like, like, I mean, him, him being the, the character that he is, and the energy that he has, and he's a, he's a, He's a, he's a, he has a great personality, man. He's a, such a good, like, exciting personality, you know. So, so him being my teacher kind of gave me, paved the way to, to the way I teach now, you know. It, I try to be as excited. I mean, I have my own flavor and my own style to teaching, but at the same time, it's like 
he has that energy. So I'm like, man, I have to have that energy too. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like you know, you have people from all over the place, like the Henry, you know, Henry, you know what I'm saying? Like, he has energy too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like what different people have to, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to kind of find your own way to teach, but it has to be exciting like others, you know? And if they, if they show us anything, it's like you have to make it fun, you know what I'm saying? Because if you're having fun, then, then your students are going to be having fun as well. Energy made me laugh more than it should. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's so true, though. You need to have that enthusiasm. You need to enjoy what you're doing and also believe it in the same way as everything else. For sure, for like, sure. I was speaking to um, Marvin yesterday, and he's just so funny. Yeah. Like, the same kind of energy, just so happy and so, like, joking. Yeah, around, yeah. Thinking, oh, I love it. Finished it smiling. I'm thinking, oh, I love it. This call as well. I'm so happy. I'm just, I feel my heart, oh, man. I feel like I want to start breakdancing. Yeah. I haven't got any rhythm, but it's quite nice. <laughs> um... Uh, tell you what, what is your favorite post-fight food? So you get these big competitions, post-fight, you and the boys, you just finished, you got your sub nice and quick. What are you thinking? Talk to me. Where am I at? Where am I at? You got to talk to me about where I'm at. Okay. EBI. First EBI. Okay, so that's probably California. Mm. Um, all right, if I'm in California and my post fight is probably gonna be a uh, food that's gonna be in and out like easily like like I don't even eat meat but I I, I go they have every, basically like a like a grilled cheese sandwich with animal fries and and you know what I'm saying like a pink a pink lemonade like I'm good with that like that's money for me you know what I'm saying um if I'm in the UK um depending where I'm at. But it's probably gonna be fish and chips, you know what I'm saying? Hey, like, 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 yeah, yeah. If if anything, like, um, um, have you been to Whitby's? Oh, not for ages, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I love Whitby's, and they have like the best fish and chips I've ever had in my whole life. I'm like, oh man, like, like if I could be anywhere around that area, like I'm finding my way, and I'm eating fish and shit from Whitby, you know what I'm saying? And I'm hanging out in that city, and yeah, it, like that kind of stuff, you know what I'm saying? But if I'm there, that's what I'm eating. If um, Yeah, it just depends where I'm at, I guess. But but yeah, yeah if I'm in the UK, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I'm definitely eating over there. Um, If I'm in London area, like probably Nando's. <laughs> I like Nando's, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know if that's your thing or not. I but love it, I man. Think I it, love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you came with this podcast to make friends. I know that much. Oh, so good. Wow, that's the best answer I've had. There's so much detail as well. It wasn't just, yeah. oh, that's it. It's depends. Sit, you know, get me the energy. Well, it's realistically, like, I mean, I could be anywhere, right? So it's like, you have to start thinking of where am I at and what am I eating at that time? So. Oh, that's incredible. Um, oh wow, where do we even go from there? We've kind of peaked, I think. <laughs> in regards of like the other really high level guys, like from HQ and stuff, do you train with them? Those guys still like Marvin and um, obviously Geo. Yeah, yeah, I do. Guys. I mean, I do. I train with him often. You know, I'm actually gonna go see him right now. Um, um, PJ, he, he's one of my students, and he actually lives two blocks away from me, so I, I see him pretty often. Um, and um. Yeah, yeah, I, like, like I see the HQ guys every once in a while, you know, like through all this craziness. I haven't been there in a couple of months, of course, um, with all the COVID stuff. But um, you know, I, I love training at Eddie's, you know, and I and I get really good training. And realistically, like, I don't care who's there. It could be a hundred white belts and me. Like, as long as I'm around Eddie and his teachings, man, that that's all I need, you know. Like, like just being. 
being able to train under Eddie and with Eddie, man, it's it's so dope and it's 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 so fun, man. Like 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 I couldn't have picked a better place to 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 train and like at or under, you know, like um yeah, man, Eddie's such a awesome person and he gives so much of himself to 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 Tenth Planet and the BJJ community, man. And I feel that that me. Uh, the, the people underappreciate what he does, man. But man, just being a student, man, like, like, man, he, I couldn't appreciate it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he's the man, man. And the, it doesn't matter who's at the gym. Like, as long as Eddie's there, like, I'm having a good time and I'm having the best training ever. You know? I mean, this is the general consensus that being with Eddie, you have that kind of contagious energy. Like, it's not even a for sure. You, know, you get those culty gyms are a bit like, oh, sensei, yes, sensei. But he's a lot more like people want yeah. to be there. People want to be around him. And it's good hearing that. He, good hearing he, it come he, through that he, way in like real life as well, not in school. Yeah, he, like, he 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 treats he treats us like like brothers or like family instead of like students or 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 he never treats us like we're underneath him. He always treats us as equals, you know. Hundred percent. Now, Richie, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Where can people find you? Um, yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me, man. But to be honest, like the best place you can find me is on Instagram. Um boogeyman underscore tfs and tfs is the freak show which is that's my breakdancing crew so boogeyman underscore tfs or you can find me and geo's um you know what I'm saying like um we we, we have a, a website and we teach all, all our techniques on freaksjujitsu.com so um you can find us there as well and um email us if you have any questions or anything so yeah for myself you can find me at um boogeyman underscore tfs or you can find our techniques and our videos on freaksjujitsu.com. That'll all be in the description. Today's episode was brought to you by Mauler MMA. Use code FCMMA20 at checkout for 20% off on all products on maulermma.com.